Just so you know, everything you're about to hear is a lie. Four decades ago, something was born. Designed to be at once new and old, a memory and a premonition, aesthetically addictive and indefinably cool. A beast made from man, whose animal nature somehow defines our very humanity. Blurring the line between pop culture and popular myth, this legend in blue has been told through video games, television Films, themed birthdays, birthday cakes, big bad cookies given to you by a single father trying to win back your love and our very dreams. He's blue. He's fast. He likes chili dogs. May he guide us beyond the sound barrier and usher us to his boundless world. This is Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast. Just for fans. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast, just for fans. First off, an apology, last episode I was very low energy. I'm sorry. It's my goal to be the best podcast host I can be, the best representative of Sonic the Hedgehog that I can be. But you know, life sometimes uh, doesn't let you. It, it, sometimes you're feeling down. And, you, and what do you do? You don't not record your podcast. You, you know, pull up a stool at the bar, you bring your recording equipment, and you invite a childhood friend who happens to be in town to come and talk to you about a thing you both love. I wasn't completely forthcoming. Uh, I had just gone through a divorce, which is an arbitrarily costly process, by the way. I recommend, if, if you were planning on getting married, never get divorced. It's, you know, it doesn't cost, like, anything to get married, but it's, like, you have to pay money no matter what if you get divorced. Like, people don't know that. People should, like, really know that. Anyway, you know, as you guys all know, uh, we had the stuff uh, where the Sonic company sent a cease and desist, and, and I had to shut down the Rocket Rabbit crowdfunding venture, which was uh, heartbreaking for me. That game was my baby, and I'm just I, – I need to move forward. So the project's canceled. Thankfully, we managed to get everyone their money back. It's not fun watching that potential budget just kind of go away, but it was also a – it was a teaching moment. I'd been kind of avoiding shame, and now I see the benefits of it. Here's the thing, though. That has nothing to do with this show, and that has nothing to do with my goals of learning more about myself through Sonic the Hedgehog and bringing you all along on that journey with me. So in that spirit, I booked sociologist Dr. Edward Salazar. He's written about Sonic the Hedgehog extensively. You know, I'm going to talk about Sonic with someone that loves Sonic, uncomplicated, simple, and that's what life should be, you know, is simple joys. And that's what I'm going to try and bring you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm there with you, you know. So grab a controller, pop on your favorite Sonic game, and listen to this episode. Okay, hi. Uh, I'm here with Professor Edward Sal- uh, Salazar. A sociologist. Hi, hey everyone. Uh, I'm not normally into podcasting. It's weird to have this much social interaction on a Sunday. I'm usually writing papers, and so I'm sorry I was a little taken aback. 
Edward, before we get into the interview, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your work? Well, uh, you know, I studied at the University of Chicago. I have a PhD from the University of Chicago. I did not make you call me doctor. I, I am. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. That's not me being passive aggressive. Uh, and I started doing a lot of studies in like urban culture and hip hop culture and sort of found Sonic. I think like everyone does, you know, in their early 20s and got obsessed with Sonic and the culture around Sonic as it's matured and been integrated into the meme culture that we're all involved in. I just wanted to dig in and really get to know what this is all about. Not just that it's one of the best, if not the best platform games ever made, but also just what does this actually mean? What is actually going on here? What is this actually communicating? And what's below that surface? Which is a lot of what sociology is about. Is like it's pulling back that layer of skin and seeing what the muscles and sinews of society are. Now, I don't actually know very much about sociology at all. I'm, I'm not even totally sure what it is. But I became aware of you uh, because you apparently started referring uh, your students to my show. I was getting like uh, reviews in iTunes said like sociology and and I. Right. Re- found out that's yeah. your hashtag hashtag <laughs> i mean yeah i mean we there's there's no limit to where you can go for sources of information and honestly your podcast is one of the best sources for discussions of certain characters like slick Boone is you know sort of an overlooked aspect of a lot of the sonic genre that people Completely talk right. about and like i think you guys are doing amazing work with that whether it's by accident or on purpose and i just wanted to point my students into that direction it's uh, 402 chasing golden rings a discussion of sonic and society uh after a while you sort of like hit dead ends and i was like i think it's a resource that i wanted my students to know about especially when it's this topic which i think is super important yeah you know i i, I try and uh i try and cut like a casual tone with this show but we do you know we, we do try and get as academic as our guests want to and you know we've had published authors mm-hmm. on the show um uh, but never never someone with uh, quite the degree that you have in in, in, in academia um i'm curious like so what, what are your theories about sonic the hedgehog specifically the the first uh, m- most striking thing to me, you pick up the controller. Yeah, you are a sassy blue Sonic Hedgehog. First thing that you have to do is go out and start collecting gold, yeah. or you will die. What does that say about America that that resonates so strongly with our children? I mean, obviously, Sonic is an urban youth, which you know we can use that term. Uh, metaphorically, but we all know that means a young black man. His shoes, his apparel, red shoes, bunched up white socks is an obvious reference to Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. the basketball player. Mm -hmm. It is very apparent who they were drawing from and the fact that his number one drive to stay alive is to constantly collect wealth. That's enough to make Mark scream from his grave. I I don't even know what to tell people other than that. First off, I also find it interesting that he's got the little strap with a buckle on his shoes, which is like Michael Jackson. Yes. As well. Two Michael Michaels, J's, yeah. prominent in the 90s, black men. He also has a small friend who follows him around as mm-hmm. another sort of Michael Jackson trope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Parties I, with a monkey. Yeah. I think it's obvious that they were much like a lot of America does, pulling from black culture as a way to communicate to middle class white children who yep. are sitting who could afford a Sega Genesis uh, or even a Sega Saturn or maybe a Nintendo the 8-bit Nintendo and you yeah. wanted to get it because the Super Nintendo wasn't just out yet I mean that new Sonic game is front and center all the Q-Box advertisements oh, yeah, right yeah, now yeah, and, yeah. yeah I mean a lot of people will cite Echo the Dolphin as a big push for the Sega systems but we all know that the game that you play over and over again is 
So you've played the spinoffs. Yeah, I've played Echo the Dolphin. Uh, I personally have a very lovely, sweet spot in my heart for the Sonic Pinball game. Oh, which yeah. Is not, I don't know if that's canon within the mythology as much as the other Sonic games. As a person who has to study Sonic, that's kind of a, a relief to not have to worry about. By the way, an egg name, what color are eggs? White. Oh, my God. Okay, so so that's interesting. I mean, what else do you have to say? The monetary element, the, the idea that the rings sort of represent gold, I always kind of interpreted it that rings represent instead spiritual or, I don't know, uh, goals in your life. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you're probably wrong on that, but right. I appreciate that it's a symbol that goes back, you know, to Egyptian times. But what about the implication of, like, a wedding ring or, like, the circle of life, mm. you know, like, mm. life, time is a flat circle. These are all rings. Yeah, I, like... Well, and he also goes in a lot of loops. The dimensions of the original side scroll, like, he really only can go in loops or forward. You know, yeah. he doesn't, he can't go up or down that much. No, yeah. I mean, that is sort of a trap, right? And that does sort of symbolize, like, it's a closed loop, which I think is a capitalism in and of itself, you know? Like, Sorry, I, I don't mean to seem distracted. I I, I just got divorced recently, and uh, the oh, thing oh. about the wedding, wedding ring thing. And, and anyway, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying well, to Well, I do have beat. a psychology degree. Along, oh. I did get, I have a PhD. So, like, if you want to talk afterwards we can sit down you know we're in a bar we can have a few drinks like a couple bros uh i know that you're a sociologist and that you're a a, a doctor excuse me yeah but you're also a human first yeah uh edward the human yeah um, well, i appreciate that yeah uh so you you think that the rings specifically represent money and sort of like getting wealth and, and i'd like to think of them as more like aspirational are they mutually exclusive sure but but look what you're saying here okay like look what you're saying a wealthy person doesn't have to worry about the rings a wealthy person doesn't have to worry about accruing wealth they they can just skip all of that and go to the big boss in their life whereas sonic a young urban youth has to constantly go through different levels of increasing difficulty just to get a chance to prove to himself that he is good enough to beat a white man to beat a doctor which is why i don't make people call me a doctor because i just see this world of like monetary accruing monetary resources is a distraction from your goals oh, and maybe and, and i'm just saying this maybe uh relationships were a distraction from your goals <sighs> Yeah, I, you know... Uh, that's the psychology, not the sociology of part of me saying yeah. that. That, that's, 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 that's interesting. Distraction has been uh, kind yeah. of an issue. I, I don't know that it's relationships necessarily, but, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting that you're involved in psychology because I'm also kind of in the field, but more in a secondhand mm-hmm, yeah. uh, way. You know, uh, I run a, uh, a software company that deals mostly in, you know, psychology-related mm. uh, applications and stuff, and... And, and then I also do the show. The show has been kind of taking a little bit more of my attention lately, and that has my uh, my partners, uh, one in particular, very uh, very Thank upset you, with me. But I'm, so, I'm sorry. Thank you. Sorry, they were just <laughs> they were refilling my water. I'm right. always very the proletariat. I got to give them a little credit. Sorry. That 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 that. Uh, uh, that's been that's been an issue. Uh, distraction has been kind of a theme of my life lately. You know, oh, you got to get rid of those things. You got to you got to realize that you have enough gold rings inside of you to survive any sort of tragedy that's going to come up. And remember that even if you get like Sonic, even if you get knocked down, you have a chance to get those rings back. You know, like, it's not like they go away immediately. They slowly fade out, as everyone knows. And you have a chance to 
succeed even after being knocked down. I think that's a lesson we can all take away from, you know, any of the Sonic characters that we see, like... I just wish it was so clear, because in the games, uh, you know, uh, if, we, if we continue with this metaphor... And why wouldn't we? In, the, in, the, in these games, the rings are one thing and obstacles are another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in life, you don't know what the distractions are. Maybe, maybe, maybe the the company is a distraction from this. Right. Because this is certainly where my passion is. I don't think this is. Think a about the first time that you slotted that that Sonic game into your Sega, mm-hmm. and you turned it on. Did you know what type of level you were going into? Was that going to be? A level based on Tokyo, Japan? Was it going to be a level based on New York? Was it going to be a level based on Chicago? Was it going to be a level based on Hollywood? Was it going to be a level... Just one second. Was it a level based on Miami, Bangladesh? You don't know which city you're going to be running through. And I think that's the thing, too. Like, you don't know what life... What city life is going to take you to. Like, maybe it's Portland, San Francisco... Uh, Toronto, which is a lovely city that people don't... Quebec, Quebecois, where you'd probably need to learn a little French. Any one of these levels, Mexico City, well, one of the largest cities in the world, people don't even know that. You could be in any one of those cities the moment when you wake up in the morning, and you just... All you can do is take that challenge and go forward. You know what I yeah. mean? And it, all you know is that you're going to have to attain things. You're going to have to, right. to contend with obstacles, and there's going to be a fat man at the end of the fight. Right. The, the sociologist that everyone knows is Karl Marx. Karl Marx wasn't just thinking of the larger system, but how that affects people when they go home. Yeah. How it affects the worker. Right. Engels and Marx saw the factory system in England and thought, there's no way this can keep going. You know, that, that's the thing that people forget when they talk about social, socialism or communism or whatever. It was a very personal thing to them. Engels' family owned a factory. Oh my God. And so, like, Engels walks in, and that to him probably looks like one of the boss levels in a Sonic the Hedgehog game, right? Lava and heat and smoke and steam, and these people are trudging through life. And of, so, of course, they're affected by it. But they're not just affected by the system. They just see the system affecting you personally. And you can't let the system affect you personally. You can't let what the world drag you down because the only thing that you control is you. You just got to go forward. You just got to hit that A button, you know, and keep oh going. God. That's a lot to think about. Um, we will be, we'll be back. Yeah, after a little bit of a of an ad, all right. I'm gonna Dr. get some. Uh, are the tater skins good? The jalapeno tater skins uh, with some doctoring. Yeah, they're great. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we, we'll be right back with Doctor Edward Salazar. Folks, we've had a hard day at work, and you just want somewhere that you can go and unwind, some place where. You'll be greeted with a smile and a fresh drink, maybe a, a hot plate of food. I want you to come down to the chop house. It's a steakhouse within the chop shop. And I have the priority establishment with me right here to tell you all about the dinner specials that we got. Hey, folks, this is Chops here. Uh, so uh, the specials for this month are actually pretty good. We got the uh, Waken Steak. That's a grass-fed smoked prime rib. It's uh, deep-fried in egg batter with Irish coffee. Oh, that's my favorite one, man. Yeah, that one's... Uh, that, 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 is, that is a tantalizing treat. Good way to wake up. Just slides right down your gullet. <laughs> we also got the uh, the fish and chops. That's the, the house special uh, uh, fish and chips recipe. It's uh, 
The we got fish fillets, deep fried in pork fat with uh, onion rings covered in chili. Well, you know the Brits, they 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 know their delicacies. So we also have the engine black and T-bone that's uh, cooked on the engine of a Model T. It's a classic T-bone steak uh, topped with uh, onion volcano exhaust pipe. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like an onion stack with that kind of, that smoke coming out of it. That's a crowd pleaser. People love it. People seem to love it. That's a good one for a birthday. Uh, I could eat. I could eat all day lately. Have I talked to you about this? Oh yeah, while well, we're drinking. Yeah, no, drinking, eating. You yeah. Know. So so constantly hungry, but also just like really amped up, man. Like uh, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't normally say that I'm an exercising type, but lately I just I can't uh, uh, I can't stop moving. You know, too much energy. I, I, you know, I was on some some medication that kind of curbed this a little bit. I was, it was maybe really bad for my health. But let, let's not worry about that. We're not here to talk about health, right? We're here to talk about food. Right. Well, the two are intertwined. But no, I hear you. It's important. Eat right, live right, and uh, that's what we're here to uh, to promote. Here is uh, healthy healthy eating, healthy living. You know, mental health, all that. We talked about the gym. You said it was for employees only, but I've definitely seen people you don't that don't work here uh, go in there, and, I, and I'd like to. Jeez, Griff, why are you so hung up about this gym? Zane Allred's got a gym in his basement too. It isn't weird. There's a there's a you said Zane Allred. Yeah, there's a gym in the Big Nickel basement. Yeah, and it must not be that great considering the kind of competition he produces. And it's a difference in attitude, Griff. Zane's pawn shop is mired in the negativity and strife it engenders in both its business and its trading facility. But here in the chop shot, it's it's all Zen, baby, positivity, and a big old party. We just can't lose. Woo! That that's uh, that is encouraging to hear. I don't really know what a lot of that was about, but uh, you know, I, I I would encourage you guys to join the party. Come to the chop shop. Ask for chopped. He'll he'll feed you a good meal. He'll put some drinks in your face. I, I hope to see you there. I'll probably be there. I'll see you there myself. I'll be there eating a burrito full of ham. And we're back with uh, sociologist Dr. Edward Salazar. Hey, I, the chop shop, when you flush, the 18th theme plays. That's amazing. There's all kinds of, like, this This bar has Easter eggs. Yeah. This bar is like a blue, a laser disc. Not the Blu-ray, no. Laser discs, if you remember those, those are great. I feel like family here. They should I, use that as their slogan. When you come when you come to come to chop shop your family. Yeah. It's 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 like almost like a sensory deprivation. Yeah. There's so much shit going on at the chop shop Mm -hmm. all the time. Whether you're playing Big Buck, the hunting video game, Mm -hmm. any one of the games that you could play here with all that stimuli going around, it probably sort of white noises you. The, what, what, and, and again, to the to the earlier thing about the sort of like uh, Easter eggs in there, yeah. there, there are secret games. I, uh, you know, the, the proprietor of the chop shop, he's a close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lets me uh, stay in the attic every once in a while. You know, he also is like a big lover of, uh, of, of video games and design and mm-hmm. stuff. And, 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 and I'm not bragging, but um, some of these games have been designed by yours truly. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so, so the chop shop theme, though, you said was... Right. It's like... The chop shop, you are family, I love you, look in my eyes. The chop shop, have a drink, eat a snack. The chop shop... Yeah, it's great. I, I, it's a little yeah. like nineteen, like chop shop, mm-hmm. like downtown. It's got a very Phil Spector vibe to it. Yeah, I, I, I can't do it justice. Yeah, and those ads, uh, uh, you know, they're they're advertising on the show right now. They don't even need it. Yeah, they don't need it. You should see this place on a Friday. It's 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 jumping. Anyway, um, I'm, we're we're getting way. Off I'm yeah. Course. I'm, 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 
sometimes, I mean, it's my Sunday, and I try to unwind my brain and, you know, watch Euro League lacrosse games and just kind of, like, relax. Right. So, uh... Well, I also know this is your other passion. Like, like you're you're a sociologist. You don't just talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I, I, I know that you also break down, like, chain restaurants and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It, it's It's, uh... Well, yeah, I, I wrote a paper, um, Ruby Tuesday, Not Goodbye But Hello, which yeah. is a paper about the sort of like symbolic gentrification of superbia through the proliferation of Ruby Tuesday's restaurants in the late 90s, the sort of uh, decline of suburbia through the closing of Ruby Tuesdays in suburban areas. I was looking for online reviews of the chilies near my apartment, mm-hmm. and I instead found your semiotic breakdown yeah. of chilies and the iconography in their you know, yeah. advertisement. Uh, you know. Chili's on-the-go wanting to stay, a discussion of Chili's chain restaurants and airports. Yeah, uh, quite an indictment, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you don't need a knife to eat the Chili's burger, and pushing that, I think, is feeding into the gluttony of American society, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, what they're trying to say, it's a it's a symbolic gluttony, and I think that's something that we need to look at. Like, are we really feeding ourselves with giant burgers? I mean, you go to a Red Robin, they give you unlimited French fries. Right. And I think that's the promise that Chili's is trying to make without actually delivering. So let me, okay, so th- this is something that I was kind of, I've been mean, kind of thinking about our entire conversation. I'm going to kind of, Start with Chili's and kind of bring it back to Sonic. Yeah. It, so the Hedgehog, not the chain restaurant. <laughs> it gets confusing. It does. I wrote a paper about both, and it's like it's like yeah, people will like get confused. So I'm he's sorry. talking about onion rings. rings he's talking yeah, about yeah. golden rings. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> ah, I never thought of that. That's great. That's um, delightful. Am I okay? You have these articles about how sort of like problematic these things are. If I eat at Chili's, am I a bad person? Well. If you do it too much, you're not a healthy person. Right. (laughs) Uh, No, I think that it's... Look, it is very hard to untangle where you are in the chain of responsibility in, in America. We're all tied to things. We're all invested in the stock market. The stock market is invested in oil. So right. does that mean that I caused 9-11? You know, like, it's a, it's a very slippery slope, so you have to be careful. You have- so, so you're saying that just because... Sonic is kind of, in, in, in a way, supports the institutionalized marginalizing of urban youth. Right. I and can uh, love Sonic and not yeah. and that have also a problem with black There people. are questions about whether Sega is funding certain anti-communist movements in different regions. We don't know. It's always been a rumor. But yes, I think that like you can take part and enjoy Sonic the Hedgehog, even though it is co-opting a culture that it is not necessarily rewarding. Yeah, man, I am... I've taken like a, I've taken like a personal philosophy of like trying to avoid shame, you know. Cool. But lately I've decided that maybe maybe you need to. You know, maybe like shame is good. I mean, maybe you need to. Um because I do think that the shame okay sometimes shame can put out a fire uh-huh. but shame can also uh motivate you. Yeah. Shame can turn you into a ball of spinning hedgehog with steam coming out of your ass yeah. and get you going. And yeah. so I think that's it's about how you personalize that. I mean, I'm not ex- I I'm not privy to what happened in your relationship or in your boudoir right. uh but I'm gonna maybe she left you because you were obsessed with video games, which is a weird uh, thing. Maybe actually, she left you because I left her. But but that's like, 
What? You. But I'm sad oh, about uh, it. You. Hold on. You. You. Yeah. No, I know. You it's, left someone. So the, the, the luster kind of came off of the. Well, I'll tell you what happened. She, you know, she and I connected on a similar sort of. Uh, you know, on an almost kind of like academic professional level, because, you know, we're both analysts. We, we you know, uh-huh. we're both, uh, I mean, I'm an engineer and she just uh-huh. sort of like rated things. Not for any reason. She just rate, she's, she's, she's mm-hmm. just enjoyed ranking things. Um, and, and then I, I didn't even know this until we were already married, but she'd been married like three times before this. And then she, but she ranked us. She ranked me against her ex husbands. Yeah. And I was disappointingly low. In the rankings, and she didn't see the problem with it, but I'm I'm just like where you know, you broke up with someone else. I I'd like to think that sh- yeah, you you yes left someone I I who did. loved you right that the worst reviewed husband that they ever had you know I and I you left I'll bet you I'm I'll bet you when when that when those marriages stack up I'm gonna end up like you know against the curb I'm gonna be fine. Like I think, uh, look the point. The point. Okay, I'm trying to be bitter about it, and I'm I'm trying to embrace a new. You know, like I'm a single man now. I'm I'm free will, and I'm out in the town. I'm you know I've I've got money. I'm 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 successful. I have a business. Uh, what money. were we talking about again? You um, you left someone. I did. The thing is, like, okay, I don't feel great about it, and maybe again, maybe shame is a good thing. Yeah. For I th- look here, look. Maybe I am marginalizing black people by playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe you are. You should look at her reviews and really pay... Like, what was one of the comments? Did she view... Was there direct comments? Like, what was, like, one of the feedback? She was very laissez-faire about it and uh, did not really give much feedback. It was a chart. chart that she made on a whiteboard. Okay, yeah. It was like a pie chart, and I was a very small piece of that pie. Oh, oh. So she's like a USA Today sort of person. What's weird, too, though, is that there was like the words like satisfaction mm-hmm. on the bottom, mm-hmm. but then it was a pie chart, but then like as if it was a square chart, there was also the words happiness on the other side of it. I'm not totally sure how to read that, but I was not taking a very high market share of any of, of, any of that space. Mm-hmm. Also, not totally sure what the difference between satisfaction and happiness is. I mean, there is a difference, obviously. I mean, like, but I think we, I think we're getting away from what yeah. I'm here to talk about. No, of course. And I, I mean, I, I, I've been trying I, to I have can, a look, better. When we're done, we're gonna get two big because I'll be done talking about school stuff. You know, and we can sit here and I'll get two big pints of uh, San Diego IPA, the kind that makes your mouth dry and is awful, but like is super strong. And we'll have it. We'll knock back some IPAs, do some snake bite shots. Uh, you know, Play a little bit of that dancing game that'll yeah, be named the Sonic video game that's here. Sonic Again, I cannot, I cannot dance, say dance, that it's a Sonic revolution. game. Uh, you should not if have you Dance play... Dance Revolution also contacted you because it seems like it's double. Man, I, I, I gotta. Did you clear? I, 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 look, I'm anti-capitalism, so I'm happy that you're, you're taking the system on, but I'm just worried about I gotta legally. fight, I gotta fight these fights as they come, man. Yeah. If the, if the Dance Dance Revolution people want to have a word with me there, my line is open. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, bring them on. I'll, I'll take them all on. No, that's not, that's, I don't mean to say that. God, I just, mm. I'm, I'm wrestling with a lot of emotions 
lately and and here's here's the problem is it's hard to feel ashamed of your actions and uh, as angry about my life as i as i do right now yeah it's it's it's, it's a weird balance yeah i would say if there was a word for how you seem right now it's husk Mm. you know and i don't know if that's like that's just that's the psychologist in me right i would write that in my notepad you are a husk of a person and then we would i would figure out a way to sort of bring that up and deal with it in therapy but it's a podcast, so no secrets here. That's Man, the number one rule of podcasting. You, you, you would think that in the field that I, that I work in, I would get enough therapy, but it just that cup doesn't fill, man. No. Well, when you have a hole inside yourself, it just keeps going out. So the ring thing, is it like a bling thing? Is that what it is? Because well, I, I, I think that's offensive that that would be where your brain goes. Oh, you're – no. I think that you're, what you're confusing here is that you're, you're thinking that I think it is about that – what I am saying is that what we're looking at here is this is how capitalism blinds people by giving us materialism. So, like, we use materialism to prevent the uprising of the working class. Look, Max Weber in, in um, the uh, capitalism, Protestantism and the capitalist work ethic, he discusses this in detail. And, and really, Sonic is obviously a Protestant. He's a Lutheran. And um, it's obvious in a lot of the iconography that that you see that he is a Lutheran, most likely believes in predestination, which means that you are destined to go to heaven or go to hell before you, the moment you're born, God knows where you're going. So that's why he lives in the South. You see this very often, which is this idea of like, you are going to heaven or hell. You've accepted your salvation. So live as hard as you can, you know, do whatever you need to do. And he obviously lives with an abandoned believing that he will always be resurrected, right? Like he believes, he, Sonic intrinsically knows that he will be saved by his God, you being the player, the God in this situation. And so he lives a life of abandonment, uh, of abandon, not abandonment, but abandon, but rushes forward, ignoring consequences, ignoring self-harm, ignoring repercussions, trying to gain as much wealth as he can because that wealth accruing is is a symbol that he is saved by God. You, he is saved by God. This is all how we live in America. How many homes do you have? How much money do you have? Bad people are poor. Rich people are are wealthy and are good. The rich people are going to heaven. Mega churches, preachers, donations, symbolically helping the poor when it helps, but when it comes to taxes, not paying as much as you can. Uh, voting in a Republican, even though you say that you're a good person, you vote for a person who wants to cut Medicaid. Medicaid. We see this the sonic cycle in all of America and everything that we do. I think that claiming that I in some way and making a sort of racist extrapolation seems very... Well, no, you know what's funny? Sure, when you started sort of sharing your, your theories, I was, I was upset and, and felt guilty because I thought loving Sonic made me racist. But now I'm seeing that, that you're saying it's a, it's a spiritual experience where I'm God. And I like that a lot better. Yes, you are God in this world. I have one more question for you. I hope I can answer it. Who's your favorite Sonic character? Oh, well, that is... That is very tough. I'm, you know... I'm going to say Knuckles. 
Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been uh, uh, sociologist Dr. Edward Salazar. Uh, I've been your host, Griff Newcastle. Uh, and uh, until next time, everybody, I'll see you elsewhere. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. The Elsewhere Podcast was created by MC Griffin, edited by Alicia Mason, and produced by Jason Kyle Hammonds. Intro narration by Demorge Brown. Griff was played by MC Griffin. Dr. Edward Salazar was played by Ed Salazar. Music by Max Repka. To see all our episode art and information, go to elsewhereshows.com or follow us on Twitter at Elsewhere Podcast. That's E-L-S-E-W-A-R-E. For all other queries, comments, and critiques, please call our offices at 310-299-4612. We look forward to receiving your call. The date is February 1st, 2018. Our patient today is Mr. Angelo Constantine, age 36, male. Occupation is bartender, business owner, spiritual healer, uh, horse whisperer. Uh, he has been listening to the recording for four weeks, so I am confident in results today. Hi, Mr. Constantine. Thank you so much for waiting. Hi. No, no problem. Uh, here, if you could sit in the chair here. Fantastic. And uh, you have been listening to the tapes, correct? Yeah, about a month now. Great, great. Uh, how do you? Uh, how have you been feeling with them? How do you? seem to be sleeping at night. They're great. They're great. They're really relaxing. It's a nice little ritual to look forward to. Great. Well, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to get started right away. Is there anything I can get you? A glass of water or anything? Mm, no, I think I'm okay. Okay, great. So here, I will attach some notes to your temple. <clears throat> okay. Gel is just a bit cold. Mm-hmm. And just sit back and relax and take a deep breath with me. Listen to my voice as you close your eyes and begin to feel relaxed. You drift deeper and deeper into sleep. Your eyes feel heavy. You can feel yourself falling into a deep, calm, and relaxed sleep. Deeper and deeper. And then you hear the bell. Oh, is this? Oh, yeah, I'm dreaming. Hello. Hi, Mr. Constantine. Can hey. you hear me? Yeah, yeah, real clear. Oh, great. Uh, if you could please uh, describe your surroundings for me. Uh, it looks like a greenhouse. I think I'm a gardener. Oh, neat. Um, what kind of plants? What kind of greenhouse? Mint. It's all different kinds of mint, I think. Wonderful. Can you, tell, can you tell from the, the, the smell? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, real minty. What other uh, senses are you able to use besides sight and smell? Is there? Can you taste? Would you mind uh, maybe tasting a few of the, the leaves? Yeah, yeah, it's mint. Oh. Yeah, it's like toothpaste. It's weird. It's real strong. It's like, a, it's like I'm chewing on mint. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's, there's a... Some roses uh, in the corner. Huh. Maybe approach the roses if you would. Uh, they seem to be sticking out. So uh... yeah, they're black and white. It's weird. 
Uh, is there anything else interesting about them, uh, maybe with your other senses, uh, the smell or maybe even taste? Should I taste the rose? All right. It's your dream. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go nuts. All right. I'm going to go taste the roses. Okay. Ugh. It's like licorice. Bad bad idea like or licorice. good idea? I don't think I was supposed to lick those. Oh. Are you feeling badly? Yeah. Yeah. Like the walls are dripping now. Something's wrong. Oh, okay. Well, Something's listen to wrong. the bell. Listen to the bell. Wait a minute. Do you hear that? It's like a... It's like a bell. Yeah. Listen to the bell. I can't... I can't hear you over the bell. I'm sorry. Listen to the bell. Hello. Yes, I, I hear the bell. I hear you. And the bell is my voice. My voice is calm and relaxing. Look, the bell... The the glass is going to break. This no. is not good for the men. Listen to the bell. Yeah. Thank you. I the want bell. you to stop... Can you stop the bells, please? But the bell reminds you of my voice. It centers you. It brings you safely home. I'm... I'm. Listen to the bell. They're pretty loud. They're pretty loud bells. Thank you. Um, listen, listen to my voice. My voice is... How, what's the, how is the sound of my voice? Is my voice okay? Are you saying something? Yeah, but listen to my voice. My voice is calm and relaxing. It reminds you of... Oh, gosh. It reminds you of uh, mint. Um, the mint in the greenhouse. Right. The way it tasted. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Remember the way it smelled? I do. My grandma's garden, she always had mint. That's probably what I'm... Could this you... This is my grandma's garden? Could, could you... Is that... Could you go there? Is that where you are? I am now. Great. I don't hear that anymore. You, that was nice. Okay. Okay. What do you hear now? The trees, just the wind, the city. Wonderful. I'm going to count to three, and on the count of three, you'll wake up feeling calm and refreshed. One, two, three. Mr. Constantine, how are you feeling? That was... Are we done? Yeah. Okay. That was quick. Right? Yeah, you were only out for a few minutes. Do you have any any memories from from your dream? Uh, no. No. I remember you asked me if I want anything to drink. Yeah, that was just before. Do you... You got any coffee? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go down. The cafe has a really, really great espresso. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That's All right. nice.